0: you ever um, seen a picture or a, a video and said, oh, that's me right there? You ever, you ever seen yourself in that? Uh, this last week, I, I saw a video and I thought, man, this video so summed up what I felt like has been my journey with God through the years. And maybe maybe some of you uh, can relate to this. Let's go ahead and play, play that video for me, would you? Here's a guy, he's helping this little lamb out of this ditch. How many of you have ever been stuck and had to have God bail you out? You ever been there? And I, I love this, watch, watch that. He finally gets him free. And the lamb takes off running and whoop, boom. <laughs> How many of you say, yep, that's me, that's me, that's me. I I asked that, I thought, oh, you know, Lord, how many times have have you had to do that where, you know, God in his grace, you know, we're stuck in a place where we can't get out of and we don't know what to do and God in his mercy and grace comes to where we are and he lovingly and mercifully lifts us out and just as soon as he does, we bolt off running from him again, and, you know, and don't, only to find ourselves stuck in another place, and he got to come. And I thought, this, this is a great, it's a, a great picture, and it's a great, great and in many ways, a great story about Moses' life, which is what we're looking at in this series. We kicked this series off a couple of weeks ago, and we're talking about how do we live a life that matters. We get this little window called life. We don't know how many years we get. We don't get to determine How long we live, we we only get to determine how well we live. And so the question we're asking ourselves is when when this life is over, when it's all said and done, will it really have mattered that we've been here? Will our life have, will we have allowed God to use our life in such a way that He was able to do something with it and and, and make a difference in some way, shape, or, or form? and uh, we're looking at the life of Moses as a great picture for how that happens. We kicked it off a couple of weeks ago, we talked about before you or you ever chose God, God chose you. And we talked about the fact that when you were in your mother's womb, it was God who was knitting you together. Look at me, please don't miss this. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. Uh, God knit you together. God loves you. He thinks you're precious and he has plans for your life. Good plans. And we, that's what we're talking about. We want you to be open to that. Last week, we looked at Moses' life, and, and we talked about the fact that Moses, from of the time he was very young, he's growing up in an Egyptian household, and yet he feels this passion for his people, the Hebrews, who are enslaved. And he sees an Egyptian guy beating up a Hebrew guy, and so Moses kills this guy, kills the Egyptian. And uh, he took, you know, he just took God's plans into his own hands and tried to do it. last week we talked about, man, what happens whenever we do God's work our way and we get in the way of what God's doing. From there we find that Moses does what so many of us do uh, in our journey of faith. He runs and he flees to Midian. And there he he just kind of tries to run from God, run from the whole situation and just carve out a new life. And he meets a woman, of course, and, and he gets married and he takes a job in her family's business with shepherding. And so now we find Moses working as a shepherd for his father-in-law in Midian. And God shows up again. That's what we want to look at. If you got your sermon outline out, you can track along with us. We'll throw it up on the screen. By the way, there are Bibles in front of you on the back of the pews. Those are our gift to you. Uh, if you need a Bible, feel free to take one home. Uh, if you have a friend or a family member that needs one, please feel free to take one to them. And They are both in English and Spanish, so uh, make sure you get the right language for what you need. Look at a passage from Exodus chapter 3. Look at the word of the Lord. It says, one day, Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness, and he came to Sinai, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement, because though the bush was engulfed in flames, what happened? It didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't this bush burning up? I I must go over and see it. And so the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, and God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, like a kid. You got to call their name twice. You know, go, Moses, Moses. He said, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer to the Lord, warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And when Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. I want to camp on this thought today about running from God. Now, again, it's just us. Um. How many of you be honest enough to admit that either in your spirit, in your heart, or maybe in a very direct way, sometime along the journey, you've run from God? Yeah. Why is that? Why, why do we run? Well, I, I thought of several reasons, and you can identify with, with at least one of these probably, and you may have others. But let me, let me give you some thoughts that I had this, this week as I was processing it. Sometimes we run because we feel guilty sometimes we run because we feel guilty. Uh, Great story uh, just recently out of Florida, a guy named Reginald Cotton, who uh, the police pulled him over. And uh, as soon as he got to the side of the road, he jumps out of his car and he takes off running. And, of course, police go, oh, that's not good. And so they, they chase him, of course, chase him down, tackle him, and he fought back. He was trying to get away, and so they had ended up having to taser him to, to sedate him a bit. And so they got him, got him back. When they got him back to his car, they found out the guy had run away. He had two kids strapped in the backseat of his car, and he had left them there and, and took off running. Uh, they also found a large container of cocaine. And so they go, oh, okay. So they, they ended up booking him on, you know, the, uh, the trying to distribute drugs and, and, and law, unlawful abandonment of his kids and all, all this. What was wild in the story was the cops only stopped him because they wanted to tell him that the tinting on his windshield was too dark and he needed to get it changed. They weren't gonna give him a ticket. They weren't gonna do anything other than give him a warning. But what happened? He felt guilty, so what did he do? <laughs> He ran. It isn't how, that how we are sometimes with God? You know, come on. We've been at those places where maybe God's pricking our heart about something that's not the way it ought to be in our life. Or maybe we're, we're dealing with something that we're, you know, kind of not really wanting to talk, God, uh, talk to God about. And, 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 and what's so interesting is how, you know, the Bible is so clear that when, when we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But instead of running to God... We often run from God and we carry that guilt with us. Sometimes we run because we feel inadequate. Sometimes we run because we feel inadequate. Now, I'm going to unpack this uh, in a big way next week. But this is the idea that every once in a while, God starts talking to us about something he wants to do in us and we get scared. Because we feel like what God is asking to do is something that we're not able to do. And you know what? You're right. Don't miss this. We're gonna, we'll are gonna. talk about this a lot next week, but here's what you need to understand. God doesn't call you to ministry of some kind because you're that good. God calls you because he's that good. You see, when God wants to use us, it's not about our talent or our gifts or our abilities. It's about God and what he can do through us. You know, one of the great things of scripture (coughs) is if you go through and, and you look at how God used all of these people historically, what you're gonna discover is there was not a one of them that could have done out of their own strength the things that God wanted them to do. But as they made themselves available to God, he did it through them, amen? It's not about who we are, it's about who he is. We'll circle back to that next week as we continue the storyline. Third, sometimes, sometimes we run from God because we're just afraid. We're just afraid, Especially, I think, sometimes when we're young in our faith and we begin to maybe hear the voice of God for the first time and we begin to feel God nudging us, we're like, what's God nudging me about? And we get all panicky. What if, what if God is wanting me to do something I, I don't want to do? Or what if he's wanting me to talk to somebody I don't want to talk to or go someplace I don't want to go? And, 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 you know, we, we begin to get afraid, and we, it's like we don't want to hear. I, when I was writing this this week, I, I flash back to a, to a golf game I was playing in Phoenix years ago, and a group of us pastors were playing, and one of, our, one of my pastor friends had, had hit a ball into a sand trap up by a green, and he was horrible out of the sand. And uh, he's walking into the sand trap, and we're, we're laughing at him because he, he, you could just see the dread on his face as he's walking down. So he takes a sand wedge, and he starts walking down the sand trap, and as he does, he starts praying. And he says, oh, Lord, you got to help me today. Lord, you know how bad I am out of the sand. And Lord, I've got a good game going. Lord, don't let me down. And, well, Lord, I know, I know I can't do this, but oh God, if, you, if you'll help me. Lord, if, if you'll help me get out of the sand trap. If you'll help me get this out, Lord, I'll, I'll do anything you want me to do. Lord, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll, I'll go to Haiti, Lord. I'll, I'll go to the darkest parts of Africa, Lord. I'll go to Asia, wherever you want me to go. And he wah, hits it. And don't you know, man, a sand flew up. The ball comes out, hits the green, rolls into the cup. We just busted out laughing. We go, I said, I'll pay for your ticket. Where are you going, bro? <laughs> you know, it's one of But you know, he 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 voiced what so many of us are afraid of. You know, we we say I want God to work, but man, sometimes we get afraid because we have this idea that God loves to make people do what they don't like to do, and what we don't understand is that God calls us to those places that will fulfill the greatest desires of our heart. We run because we're afraid. We run sometimes we're not really we don't really realize we're running because we run when we get distracted. When we get distracted. You know I kind of I thought about this when I was thinking about the life that Moses had stepped into. You know God had him in Egypt for a reason. You know, he was gonna be the liberator that God was gonna to use to set the people free. But now, here he is, he flees away, he's in Midian, and uh, he starts carving out this cushy life. You know, he's, he's got a job in the family business. You know, his father, he's working for his father-in-law, so, you know, he's, got it, he's kind of got it made. And isn't it a fact, sometimes, sometimes we can get into a comfort zone where we're doing everything but the stuff that God wants us to do. And sometimes when we get distracted, And we get, you know, kind of looking over here, we're not really thinking about what else it is that God wants to do. And when God nudges us, we turn away because well, we kind of like what we're doing. Let me give you one more. We run when we get discouraged. Sometimes we run because we're simply discouraged. One of the One of the results of COVID, particularly in ministry, has been so many pastors and ministry leaders who have left ministry. Um, Things got really hard. Uh, It was all different from how it used to be. and, and even coming out of COVID, you know, there are a lot of people who haven't come back to, to church on, 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 on site. And many people just decided to stay online or they've tuned out. And, and, and sometimes that discouragement for people just gets overwhelming. And I'm going to guess there's some of you who have been down that road. Uh, you've allowed God to use you. You've made yourself available. And sometimes we start dealing with people and people can be really hurtful. And we get hurt. Or, or sometimes we give ourselves to ministry and it just doesn't take off the way that we think it's going to take off. And we don't realize that maybe God's training us and grooming us and preparing us for something else. We, we get so locked, locked into that moment that yet we just get discouraged and we say, God can't use me. Or maybe God's abandoned me and, and where is it? And, you know, one of, one of the great stories in Scripture that I think so many of us can relate to is Elijah, you know, when he has this great victory at Mount Carmel then finds out the queen has you know, got, got a death wish out for him. And so he runs to the mountain and he gets to the mountain of God. And if you remember, he, he gets all by himself up on this mountain and he, he cries out to the Lord. And here's what he says, I've had enough. I've had enough, God. And, and I wouldn't doubt that there are maybe several of us that we're at that place right now where we, we've become so discouraged and so overwhelmed that You know, I mean, I don't I don't want to hear it, God. I don't I don't want to hear what you want me to do. I've just I'm just tired of it all. I've I've had enough. And somewhere along the way we've got to let God do for us what He did for Elijah, and that's breathe life back into us so we can respond to the things that God is doing. Are you running from God? Well, a couple things you need to know if you are. You ready? Here's one. Wherever we run, God is waiting. Wherever we run, God is waiting. (laughs) Everybody repeat out loud after me. I can run, but I can't hide. Let's do it again. I can run, but I can't hide. Because everywhere you go, God is already there. And God knows where you're going, and he's already ahead of you. And that was what Moses discovered. He, you know, he, he, again, he ran away from Egypt. He got into Midian. He got a job. He got a, he's got a whole new life. And he got to the top of the mountain, and guess what? God was there because God is waiting. He's waiting. I, I love the passage of Scripture, Psalm 139, 7. Read it out loud with me. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. I love, I preached on this a few weeks ago when I was going through Psalm 23, from Psalm 23, 6. Read it with me, church. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. You can run from God, but he's never going to stop Pursuing you. That's why I put that statement on your outline. God is relentless in His grace, relentless in His call, and He is relentless in His belief in you. You can run, we often do, but God's already waiting for you. Jim Sambala, a pastor from Brooklyn Tabernacle, told a great story about his daughter, Chrissy who became a rather rebellious teenager, kind of went down a a different kind of dark path and finally ran away from home and uh, was out on her own. And then one night um, she woke up and as she woke up she said she just had this impending sense that someone was praying for her. Now, you know, For a lot of us, that sounds like a really good feeling. But when you're running from God, <laughs> it was unnerving to Chrissy. She sat there in bed, and she laid there, and she said, I just couldn't get away from that feeling that, that someone was praying for me. And it, 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 it took her back, and, and she began to remember her family. And she, God began, began to remind her of the home that she was running from and the friends that she was running from and the life that she was now in. And it broke her heart, and, and Chrissy made her way home. And it was so funny, Jim said, because the first thing that she said to him when he saw her and he embraced her, she threw her arms around him, she hugged him, and she looked Jim smile in the face. She goes, who was praying for me? Who was praying for me? Well, what Chrissy didn't know was that Wednesday night just before the church gathers together every week to pray. And that night as they were gathering together to pray, somebody had the idea. They said, you know, pastor's daughter has been gone and Let's pray for her tonight. Let's really zero our prayers in. And so, this entire congregation of people gathered together that Wednesday night and they prayed specifically for her. And guess what? That was the night when Chrissy woke up feeling somebody's praying for me. Oh, yeah, Chrissy, not just somebody, a whole flock of them, you know, a whole flock of them. What was going on? Chrissy could run. But no matter how much she separated herself from her father, her church, and her friends, guess what? Wherever Chrissy went, God was waiting. And you need to know that today. That if you're running from God, he's right here. He's right here in front of you. Wherever you try to run to, God's going to be there. Now, this next one gets a little scary. Because the longer we run, the louder God often gets. The longer we run, the louder God often gets. God, I have no doubt, was trying to get Moses' attention, but he wasn't able to do it until Moses got up on the mountain. And then how did God speak to Moses? We read the scripture. How, How did he speak? What did he use? A burning bush. Now, how many of you, that would get your attention? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it, it, again, God's, God's getting louder and louder. And finally, it's a burning bush. And when I, when I was reading this again this week, I, it, just, it hit me how that's just God. You know, God is a good father. And how many of you have had kids before? Okay, you, you'll get this. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you have to get a little louder for your kids? Stay really hear you? Have, you. have you ever noticed that? It's like, uh, would you pick that up, please? Would you pick that up, please? Would you please pick that up? Pick it up! <laughs> yeah. Come on, how many of you can relate to this? Yeah, okay, yeah. And, and this, this is sometimes, you know, again, God, God's trying to do this. He, he's trying to, why? Because he is a good, good father. I'll never forget, we were living in, in PA, and um, we had a, an open backyard and had a detached garage in the back, but we had an alley that ran right behind our garage at the end of our yard that went all the way down the full length of the block. I remember we were playing out there one day, and our, my oldest son, Ben, was, I don't know, two, three years old, uh, just young enough to, uh, old enough to run, but young enough not to have any sense. And uh, we were playing around, in and he turned, and he started running toward the alley, And as he was running toward the alley, I saw the corner of my eye, a car that was zipping down, dipping down the alleyway. And the garage is blocking the view off of the driver. He's not going to be able to see Ben. Ben, and it's blocking Ben's view. He's not going to see the car if he was even looking. And I'm yelling, Ben, Ben! And I'm running faster and faster. And finally, I yelled and I grabbed him just before he got to the alleyway and the car goes zooming by. And I thought, why does God get loud because he loves us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to protect us. Look at me. He sometimes is trying to save us from ourselves. Um, all right, so 1981, there was a great story of a, uh, there was a guy, somebody who stole a, a VW bug in California. And they started putting the news out on the airways, on the radios, back before cell phones and all the social media stuff, obviously, but they started putting it out on on the radio to to look for this VW bug and notify the police. And they, they kept getting more and more animated about it. This actually made its way all the way to Minnesota where they're putting on the rate, and they're actually appealing to the driver who stole the bug. Please, if you've stole this car, please turn it in. And the reason why was the guy who owned the car had a package of crackers sitting on the front seat beside him that was laced with poison that he was going to use as rat bait when the guy stole the car, whoever stole the car. And, and they were afraid. Not only now has this guy got a stolen car, but the, you know, if he sees the crackers, he might eat them. So now they were doing everything they could to catch him. Again, not to punish him, but to protect him from himself. Does this make sense to you? Now, it's just really important that you get that because sometimes the louder God gets, sometimes we run even harder And we need to know that God is yelling at us to save us, not to punish us. I love Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. Proverbs writer says, do not reject the discipline of the Lord, my son, and do not resent his warning. Why? Read it with me, church because the Lord warns the one he loves, even as a father warns a son with whom he is pleased. You know, I started thinking about how many times it's only when we come to those places of brokenness in our life, when life gets really hard, when life gets really overwhelming, that we really listen to God. And I, I put this on your outline. You know, sometimes the things that we call punishment are just God trying to get our attention. What if the trouble you're going through isn't God trying to get back at you? What if it's just simply God allowing you to go through these circumstances so you will finally turn to him and hear what he said? God can get loud, can't he? If you don't believe me, just ask Jonah. (laughs) He can get really loud. Let me give you one more. Here's the great news. When we stop running, God shows up. When we stop running, God shows up. When we finally decide to turn towards God rather than away from God, God can do some amazing things. That's why I love the passage of Scripture from Psalm 4610. Read it with me, church. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Shh. Be still. Because it's when we quiet ourselves, it's when we stop running away that God has a chance to do so much. It's in those moments that God can show up and he can can show us who he really is. God can show us who he is. You know, I don't know what Moses thought about God and what God was like, but I guarantee you up there on that mountain, he saw a fresh new image of God like he had never seen before. And sometimes that's what happens for us. It's when we stop running because we have all these false images of God that God can really show us who he is and what he's really like. It's in those moments when God can show up like that, when we stop running that, that God can show us just how much he loves us. Man, if I could just give you one gift today, it would be the gift of understanding of how much your God truly does love you. And it doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter how far you've run. Doesn't matter what you've been up to in your life. Your heavenly Father loves you. I always loved a buddy of mine, David Ferguson, head of great commandment ministries in Texas, he told the story about him and his wife Teresa watching their their granddaughter. And he said they they had her in the in the bedroom taking a nap. And he said they were in the living room. And he said they had a monitor in the in in the bedroom so they could hear out in the living room. And. He was just quietly, David said, I was just quietly reading a book. He said, but, but Teresa was up and down. She kept walking over to the monitor, you know, kind of making sure it was on and up all the way. And kept listening and listening. And, and uh, Dave said, sure enough, he said, finally, after, uh, after a little while, he said, you heard this rustling in the bedroom. You heard this little whimper and you, you heard the noise of the, of the little granddaughter. And he said, Teresa got all excited and she started clapping like this. He goes, she's awake, she's awake. She can spend time with me. And David said, that's how God is. You know, sometimes I think when when you and I think about ourselves, we we think we wake up in the morning and God turns to the angels and goes, prepare yourself, boys, he's up, you know. (laughs) But how God really is is they're awake, they're awake. I can't wait to spend some time with them. That's how much he loves you. When we stop running, God can show us what he can do through us. It's when we stop running that God can show us what what he can do through us. You know, as we we move through this chapter next week, we're going to hear God tell Moses about some amazing things that he wants Moses to be a part of. But God can't show us that until we stop running. Are you ready to stop today? Are you ready to slow down and pause and turn towards God rather than away from God? You know, I want to invite you, if you would, go ahead and take out your communion cup and you could tear off the little bottom part and take out the little piece of bread. And I want you to hold that in your hands for just a moment, and I just want you to remember this. Jesus Christ was God's way of showing you that he's not afraid to run to you. And this God who has already run towards you is there with open arms. If you have guilt, come and confess your guilt. If you're afraid, come and confess your fear. If you're discouraged, come and admit your discouragement before him. If, if you feel inadequate, it's okay. Come and, come and let God know that you're, you don't feel like you are enough. Whatever it is you need to stop running from today, just pause for a moment and say, dear Lord, would you draw near? Rachel's going to lead us in that song. It's just a—it's a beautiful song that says, Run to the Father. It's time to stop running from God. And this morning, during these next few moments, and whatever prayer you need to pray before him, why don't you run to him? Our Father, we hold in our hands today the, the evidence of your great love for us. This little wafer that represents your body that was broken on our behalf. This little cup of juice that represents your blood that was spilt for us. Your word says that for you so loved us that you sent your one and only son. Lord, before we even knew that we needed you, you came running toward us. Oh, Father, help us today to stop running away from you and to turn and run to you. Lord, like the the prodigal son who came home and the father saw him a long way off and went running to meet him. Lord, let that be our experience today. If we've failed, if we've sinned, if if, if we've been down a dark path, then wrap your arms of grace and forgiveness around us. Let us know that there is grace that is greater than all of our sin. If we're afraid, Lord, wrap your arms of comfort around us. Let us know that you are near and let your perfect love cast out that fear. If we feel inadequate today, Lord, wrap your arms of sufficiency around us and remind us it's not who we are, it's who you are that matters. And if we're discouraged, oh God, would you wrap your arms of love around us today? Would you breathe into us a fresh new breath of life. Would you remind us that you understand what it's like to experience rejection from people and to have people turn on you that you thought you could count on. Help us to remember, Lord, that you understand all of these emotions that we go through. But would you set our eyes upon you and would you pick us up and get us back on the road? Lord, as we take these elements today, we stop running from you, and we turn towards you. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone said,